You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Pull up a stool at my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. Sacks in the Basement brings you the 30-minute podcast for fans, by fans, me and my buddy Dave, friends for over four decades, and we've been doing it 30 minutes a week each and every week for nearly two years. But when the world turned in a strange way back in March, we went with something different than everybody else. We decided we were going to simulate each and every game in the 2020 season as it would have happened. Ever since opening day, Sox on 35th, the world-famous blog, jumped in and now you can get the stats and the breakdown, the analysis after the game that you listen to right there at SoxOn35th.com. Our sponsors, Cork and Carry at the Park, love the idea. We've got DP3 Tech and family waterproofing solutions that you hear from on each and every broadcast. And it's taking off like crazy. But in the middle of all that, I want to join with all of you right now and hope and pray that the negotiations going on today, the first time that MLB and the MLBPA will sit down and talk about possibly restarting the season, I hope it goes well. We will talk about that as we head to San Diego, the 24-16 White Sox at the 22-18 Padres, two teams that have been building for this period of time. Could it be a future World Series matchup one day? Lucas Giolito takes the hill for the Sox, and without further ado, we head out to San Diego for the first of a three-game set. Sox, Padres, next. Welcome to Petco Park in beautiful San Diego, California, as the White Sox have now moved south on their West Coast trip and take on the San Diego Padres. This is the first of a three-game set before heading back to Chicago. And these guys look loose today. Chris Paddock is going to take the mound for the Padres. Eight starts, a 3-3 record, 2.83 ERA, 50 and a third innings, 32 hits, and 21 walks. It's a whip of 1.05. He also has 51 strikeouts, so he's a really good pitcher. And early on this season, he is doing very well. Tim Anderson's hitting 331 and will lead off for the White Sox. The righty Paddock. Goes into the wind in the first pitch of the game on the way. Outside four-seam fastball misses. 1-0 the count. The Padres currently 22-18 in second place in the NL West. The White Sox have now faced their third National League West team. They have been to Colorado. They have been to San Francisco. And now they're here in San Diego as this one is flied out lightly to left field. An easy can of corn. And there's one gone. Larry Garcia comes up. He'll be playing right field tonight, hitting 296. He'll stand in on the left side of the plate. Three home runs, 17 RBIs. Plays most days of the week, but his position changes a lot. White Sox wearing the road pants today, but going with the alternative black jerseys. Padres in pinstripes. Four seamers fouled off. 0-1 the count. Garcia has five RBI in his last four games. Inside changeup misses, 1-1. Beautiful day out here. I wouldn't expect anything less when you're in San Diego. 
Big kick by Paddock. Swing, and they're going to say he went through all the way. Larry tried to check it up and could not. Earlier today, Minnesota defeats Detroit 11-6 in Detroit. 59 degrees only here in San Diego. Getting a little bit of a cold spell. The wind is minimal at about 3 miles an hour, partly cloudy skies. Garcia's got a 2-2 count with one out here at the top of the first inning. The pitch on the way. That is popped up the short, and Tatis will make the play. Two gone. Jose Abreu will come to the plate now. Jose's got 10 home runs and 28 RBI on the season. Had a moment where he came off the bench in that last game, going for the sweep in San Francisco yesterday with the bases loaded, unable to get the big hit. He is hitting 280 though, on the season and has had his big hit so far early on in the 2020 campaign. Paddock gets a curveball across for a strike, 0-1 the count. He winds in the pitch. Inside curveball, misses. Count is even at one. One ball, one strike, two outs, top of the first inning. Next curveball gets across at the letters, called a strike by Mike Fillmore, is behind the plate. We've seen Mike a few times. Generally has a very tight strike zone. We'll see if that holds up today. The one-two pitch. Misses outside and rolls away in the dirt. Two and two, he tries to get Abreu to reach for an outside curve. Not all the seats filled. I don't know if they're a late-arriving crowd or not. It is a Monday. But I just imagine anytime I come out here to this part of the world, this part of the country, I'm on vacation, so everybody else should be. Long fly deep in the right. It will stay in the ballpark. Caught near the track. Abreu gives it a ride, but it's not enough. Midway through the first, no score. And Lucas Giolito comes out for his ninth start. Two and four in his first eight with a 5.82 earned run average. Over 43 in a third innings. He's given up 41 hits. Add 23 walks to that. You got a 1.48 whip and a really bad start. You got Will Myers leading off. The 271 hitting right fielder is an 837 OPS. Got the fourth highest average on the team, and he will lead off this game for them. Giolito into the wind, and Grandal receives a slider low for a ball. Sacks are eight games over 500 currently at 24 and 16. That puts them in third in the AL Central, heading into action today. They're only a half game behind the Indians and two games out of first behind the Twins as they walk into the building. One and one the count. Giolito to Myers. Lucas looking for a big start today after struggling for most of the season. Fly ball behind second base. That one is going to be grabbed by Danny Mendick, the second baseman today, in the air, one out. We'll go around the horn real quick as Juan Lagares steps in at the plate, hitting righty. Grandal's behind the plate. Abreu's at first. Mendick's at second today. Short is Anderson. Third is Mancata. Up the middle. Snaps out of the air by Giolito. Over to first. He's got his second out of the inning. Sharp play there. He doesn't make that play. It gets through up the middle. Tommy Pham, newly acquired by the Padres, steps in, hitting 292. Nine home runs. He bats in the three spot. Out in the outfield, Jimenez is in left. Roberts in center. Right field's Garcia. Mazzara needed a day off because he was tired. Mendick needed some work. That's the explanation we got. One and one the count. 
after Giolito delivered one high, he gets a swing strike. The next one back high again with a four-seamer, two and one the count. Two outs, bottom of the first. No score here in San Diego. Inside four-seamer catches his own, two and two. Lucas looks focused. He also looks like he's trusting Grandal. Going right after it every time the sign is put down. Slider down the middle, freezes him, and he strikes out Fam and runs off the mound. A 1-2-3 inning for Lucas Giolito. Matt starts off the first. We go to the second. No runs, no hits, no errors for either team. Top of the second, Yuan Moncada is in the four spot. Hitting 333, he'll be batting lefty. Six home runs on a season, 24 RPIs. Got a 9.35 OPS. Had a rough day yesterday in San Francisco, but had been on a tear for the last week leading into it. They're going to shift and put Hosmer guarding the line. Profar, the second baseman, is out in shallow right. Tatis, the shortstop, is behind second base. And third has moved over to short as Mancata swings through that one, one and one the count on an outside fastball. Paddock's next offering is low, a changeup. Two and one. Mancada has a tendency to try to put the ball opposite field when they put the shift on. And when he's able to do it, he turns what would be an out or a single into a double because everybody's moved over to the other way. That pitch misses three and one. Paddock quickly into the wind. Fouled off down the third base line and the count goes full. The 3-2 pitch. Inside fastball. He walked him. So Mancada goes down. And Yasmani Grandal's in the five spot today instead of the six. Jimenez jumped down to the six for this game. Grandal's been on fire, red hot. Ricky Renteria decides to give it a shot today. We can put another lefty hitter up right away against Paddock. Two switch hitters give him a lot of flexibility as this one is down the line and a fair ball just in front of the left fielder who is charging. Mancada cannot advance to third, but it's a base hit. Right away, Grandal goes oppo. He's been putting it where they ain't. And really seeing the ball well. Now here comes Jimenez with two on and no out. Sitting on 32 RBIs and 11 home runs. Both those numbers lead the team, or at least are tied for the lead on the White Sox. Sitting 277. He's got two men on and no out here on the top of the second inning against Chris Paddock. First pitch to second base. Scooped up. They're going to go for the double play. Four to six to three. They double off Grandal and get Jimenez who kicks the dirt. So a good opportunity for the White Sox may be squandered. As we quickly have two outs, Moncada advances to third base. It's exactly what you didn't want to do. And Jimenez should be annoyed with himself there because if you're going to do that, at least take a few pitches. Going early generally leads to those double plays. You want to see what the pitcher is going to give you first. Danny Mendick sitting in the seventh spot today, hitting 253. Fouls that one back, a curveball in the outside corner, 0-1 the count. Mendick's crossed the plate five times in the last six appearances he's had. When he gets on base, he's speedy and gets around. High fastball misses, 1-1 the count. Two outs here in the top of the second inning. Fouls off a four-seamer into the netting along the first base side, 1-2. Fouls off a four-seamer. He just gets the end of the bat on, protecting the plate. Count remains one and two. Pitchers count. Mendick playing defense. The pitch swung on and missed a changeup. He was way out in front of it. Did not anticipate the off-speed pitch. Paddock 
Slaps a few high fives on the way in. He got out of an inning there. No score going into the bottom of the second inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. hits 275 homers so far in the year. The shortstop looked phenomenal before he got injured last year. Originally, he was with the White Sox. We all know the story, although it's pretty hard to put massive blame on the Sox at the time that they dealt him. He was very young and unpolished. Although, they don't get rid of all the blame. Rick Hahn always says that uh, he screwed that one up. One and two the count as this one's fouled off. Giolito now delivers another. Struck him out on a slider in the outside corner looking. So Giolito struck out the last two guys that he's seen. He sits Tatis down. Looking sharp so far today. And hopefully this is a sign of things to come during this game and during this season for Lucas Giolito. Eric Hosmer, the lefty in the first baseman, stands in. With one out and nobody on here in the bottom of the second inning. And Giolito puts a circle change on the inner portion of the plate that misses for a ball. Hosmer's got six home runs and 17 RBIs. Petco Park, that one's fouled off. We're in Southern California. And a low inside four-seamer misses, 2-1 on the count. This simulated season using MLB The Show 20 is brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park. The foul ball goes down the first base line. Located at 33rd in Princeton, I look forward to them opening sooner rather than later, but until then, support them using Grubhub or going directly to Cork and Carey at the park.com. Great menu, award-winning burgers, wings, wraps, salads. Get some hot dogs, get some ballpark-type food, and enjoy a ball game listening to this. Giolito misses outside on a 3-2 pitch and walks this man. So the first base runner that he has put on. Hosmer goes down 90 feet, and Manny Machado comes up. Machado spurned the White Sox, although he did take more guaranteed money. He took the deal that was safer for his family, although the Sox tried to spin that a lot, acting like they had offered more. The guarantee was here in San Diego. He's hitting 319 so far with eight homers and 30 RBIs, and I ask you this. He would have looked good in a White Sox uniform, wouldn't he have? White Sox not willing to go more than eight guaranteed years. He got 10 guaranteed years here in San Diego, and he'll finish his career here. 1-0 pitch on the way, fouled off for Seamer, 1-1. Back comes around quick. He's got Hosmer on first base. Giolito's got one out. He goes to the rosin bag. Now gets back up on the mound. Machado takes a slider low, 2-1 the count. Surprising, he's all the way down to the sixth spot in this lineup. He's a better hitter than that. Four-seam fastball catches the outside corner, two and two. This team does have a winning record, though. I don't follow them close enough to be able to criticize the manager. Popped up into center field, but it's going to tail back now in the wind. Robert on the track makes the catch. It looked like it was one of those balls that would have just come down wherever Robert started. Then all of a sudden he has to turn and run as it was carrying a lot more. He actually runs back to the wall, feels the wall so he knows where it is, but then the ball ends up about three, four feet in front of it as he comes in and catches it on the track. Two outs on the long fly out. A 1-1 count quickly to Francisco Mejia, the catcher, who now grounds a broken bat ball down the first baseline. Grandal's got to move for it. Had to avoid the bat laying in the line. 
get the ball, makes a great throw and gets him by a nose. Two to three on the putout. We're through two. No score in San Diego. Luis Robert will start us off here in the top of the third inning. After that, Lucas Giolito will get a bat. He's standing on deck. And then the top of the order with Tim Anderson. Robert only hitting 181, playing a very good defensive center field as he takes a strike right down the middle there. Paddock into the wind. And the rookie fouls this one off and is quickly 0-2. There's a few things going on on this team that aren't good. Giolito's start has been rough. The Robert start has been difficult to watch. When there's so much anticipation, that's a ball low, below the knees, one and two. But this is baseball. Sometimes things take time. Sometimes you have to give it time for things to average out, and rookies don't always get it going right away. Robert will come through at some point. Two and two the count, the pitch. Fouls back a two-seamer up and in in the zone. 30 pitches so far now for Paddock. Facing his first batter here of the third. Check swing. Robert's going to argue that he didn't go around. Umpire isn't even going to let him appeal. The ball was high. Clearly out of the zone. Renteria goes out and gets in the way of his rookie and the umpire to avoid him getting run. Meanwhile, they just put up the standings in the NL West up on the scoreboard here. These Padres are in second place in the West. Seven and a half back from the Dodgers, who just got their 10th loss of the season. Currently the best record in baseball as Lucas Giolito swings and misses at the first pitch thrown him. Giolito now swings and misses at the next one, 0-2 quickly. Lucas was excited about batting, but he said he would have rather just focused on pitching based upon what's going on with his season so far, but he understands this is what he has to do. Talked to a lot of players. Most of them really don't bat. A lot of them don't bat in college. They don't really bat in the minors. And then all of a sudden they got to grab one of these interleague games. It's kind of silly. You know, I love the strategy as he strikes out swinging there. I love the strategy behind the double switch and moving guys around. I get it. I love it. It's awesome. But I think I'm in the camp of DH for everybody. It just looks silly right now the way these guys are hitting. It's not like in the old days when they had to take the bat out of their hands as Anderson comes up and puts one right up the middle for a base hit. First pitch up the middle for T.A. with two outs here in the top of the third. And Leary Garcia comes up. 0 for 1 in this game. It's not like these guys used to hit all the way up. And they're good hitters and somebody takes a bat out of their hands. Or they're average hitters and somebody takes a bat out of their hands. That isn't the case anymore. They don't hit for years and years and then all of a sudden they have to hit again. And it's just it's just silly at this point. 0-1 pitch now sent down the right field line, tailing away, back towards the wall, and that's going to clear the wall. Leary Garcia puts it into the front row, 15 feet in fair territory along the first baseline. So with two outs, Anderson puts one right back up the middle. On the first pitch, then Garcia takes this one out 336 feet. And that's that's pretty much, isn't that what the sign reads? I think they're telling us what the, the, the distance is based upon the sign in the corner because he hit it right to the sign. It lands right above the marker. Two to nothing, White Sox. Unlikely turn of events. Paddock had two outs. 
after going through the eight-hitter, Robert, and the pitcher, Giolito, thinking this is going to be my easy inning. Then Anderson gets on with a seeing-eye single up the middle, and Leary Garcia takes him deep. Abreu is now 1-1 one and one after fouling off the first pitch and then taking one high for a ball. He's 0-for-1 in the game. Paddock into the wind and delivers. Abreu with a hot shot to third, skips into the glove, sent over nicely. Very smooth play there for the third out. Abreu's retired, but not before Leary Garcia gives the White Sox a 2-0 lead as we head to the bottom of the third inning. Sox lead in San Diego. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the Sox side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. And Family Waterproofing Solutions, this is the Family Waterproofing Solution. Third inning, you just heard from them. Ken's a veteran. Go into his office. He's got the ribbons. He's a Marine. He served. The family business. His wife is also an owner, so it's female-owned and veteran-owned. As Jurgensen Profar steps in, the second baseman hitting lefty, 306 hitting Jurgensen Profar in the eighth spot. It's a low four seamer, one and one now. Giolito working quickly here in the family waterproofing solutions third inning. Swing and a miss at a four seam fastball in the outside corner. Quickly, one and two to Profar. Now outside on the circle change, two and two. And I love that part of the proceeds for every job they do, family waterproofing, goes to veterans organizations and first responders as Profar fouls this one off. And it's cool to do any time, but right now it's awesome. Circle change just misses. Giolito wanted it, didn't get it. The count is full with Paddock, the pitcher, on deck for the Padres. Giolito in the wind. I can't believe he doesn't get that pitch. That one looked good. Caught most of the zone inside and high. Giolito walked in almost to the plate to get the ball. Just staring at the home plate umpire. He feels like he had strike three twice in that count. And didn't get it. He's like, come on, man. You see what's going on with me so far? I was an all-star last year. Now a bunt. It's going to roll out to second base. The only play for Mendick. He's over to first, perfectly laid down by Paddock. So he moves the runner over with one out of the bottom of the third. Will Myers comes up with a runner on second base. But honestly, folks, I don't think belongs out there. Outside four, Seamer misses. 1-0 the count. The Indians are red hot. They won their game 5-0 today. So every game counts for the White Sox just to keep pace with the other two good teams in the AL Central. 2-0. And a low circle change above the knees goes for a strike. Two and one the count. Myers is 0 for 1 so far in this game. Profar's on second. The pitch. 
lifted down the third base line, hooking foul, two and two. Myers way out in front of it with a wicked swing. He's trying to tie this game up. Curveball, bouncing over to Yoan Mankati, checks the runner back to second and makes the throw over. Five to three in your scorecard, two outs. Profar remains on second. Juan Lagares is 0 for 1. Takes a slider low for a strike. Giolito checks the runner, the next pitch. Fouled back, another slider low. So two sliders to basically the same spot, the plate. First one got through, second one was fouled off weakly. 0-2 now to Lagares. A high four-seamer he doesn't chase, 1-2. Tommy Pham waits on deck. Swung on and missed. Four-seam fastball, in and low. Giolito comes up with a fist pump and heads into the dugout. I think he feels like he accomplished something there because there was a runaround he didn't think belonged there. End of three, 2-1 sacks. Yohan Mancada is hitting 333, sitting in the four spot. He walked in the second inning. Chris Paddock's out on the mound as he steps in to the left-handed batter's box on 41 pitches as we start the top of the fourth inning. And the Sox are leading two to nothing. And a high four-seam fastball misses. 1-0 the count. Mancada's been going back and forth with Tim Anderson for the best average on the team. I think coming into today, Mancada is in the lead as this one's popped up and caught by Mijea. Grandal will now step up to the plate, one for one with the signal in the second and one out. Paddock's first pitch is a fastball high and outside for ball one. Grandal is one of three players sitting on 11 home runs on this team. Rips this one up the middle for a base hit. And he's on for the second time today. He has really been hitting the ball well lately. Really come alive against these National League pitchers that if you think about it, he saw them a lot last year. And this could have been just what the doctor ordered for Yasmani Grandal to really get him on track with the White Sox. Jimenez, on the other hand, 0 for 1 in this game. Stands in, takes an outside curveball, 1-0. Changeup misses outside, now 2-0. Jimenez also has 11 home runs like Grandal. The other guy with 11 is on the bench tonight. And will come in in a pinch hit roll, that's Edwin Encarnacion. The four seamers fouled off, two and one the count. Sox also have a 10 home run hitter in Jose Abreu. So four guys in double digits right now for the White Sox. Two of them are new to the team. Outside, four seamer, count is full. Danny Mendix on deck. One out, top of the fourth inning here in San Diego. Inside, swung on and missed. That was going to be ball four. Jimenez gets fooled. The fourth strikeout from Paddock. Throws an inside four-seamer down at the knees. He did swing at ball four, in my opinion. And there's two outs with Mendick coming up now with Grandal still standing on first base. Mendick's 0 for 1, hitting in the seventh spot and playing second base tonight. Swings and misses at a four-seam fastball. 0 and 1. He struck out in the second inning. He's got a 250 average, but a 757 OPS. Which, as I said, he was up for a little bit at the back end last year. We clamored for more playing time for Danny Mendick. Sox didn't give it to him. They let Gomer Sanchez out there every day. 
even though by that point they had to know they weren't going to be keeping Gomer Sanchez. So that's a strange thing to do when you know you're not keeping a guy. 0-2 now the count to Mendick. Ground ball to short, weekly hit. It's going to be a tough play for Tatis. He decides to go for the force, and they get Grandal at second. Midway through the fourth inning, 2 to nothing White Sox with the Padres coming up. Tommy Pham's 0-for-1. Struck out his first time up looking. Lucas Giolito got him, and now Giolito throws pitch number 45 to him here in the fourth inning. Pham is 0-for-6 lifetime against Giolito with four strikeouts. Charges this one, though, into right field for his first hit against Lucas, putting it between Mendick and Abreu. Scooped up by Garcia and sent in. So the first man is on with a single, and that's the first hit. Giolito's given up, so cancel the postgame show here in the fourth inning. Tatis is up now, and Junior takes an inside circle change, 1-0. The sun is just about set here. It was already a chilly morning. And chilly afternoon in San Diego. I expect a chilly night. Now they're going to try to steal second. Close play on the tag. They're going to say safe. Bang, bang on the throw and the tag. Got him on the leg. But probably had a toe in there, it looks like. Oh, man, that is close. Just before the tag. So a stolen base for Pham. He's going to third now. Grandal throws down to third. And he is safe under the tag. He got such a big lead. Another close swipe tag by Moncada, but he's under it head first. Tommy Pham gets a single and turns it into a triple while the next guy's up. Grandal has to be frustrated with that. He threw that one down to third on his knees around the batter. Tatis didn't really move out of the way very much. He doesn't have to. Low four seamer catches... The outside corner, three and two, the count is full with no outs in the bottom of the fourth, and Pham on third base. Inside slider misses, and he walks Tatis, so now Giolito having his first trouble of the game, first and third and no outs here in the bottom of the fourth. As I look up at the scoreboard, you won't believe after seeing the Giants and knowing they only got their 11th win against the White Sox yesterday in San Francisco when we took two out of three from them for the series over the weekend. They're winning 17-2 right now in Colorado. So I don't feel so bad losing a game though now. Glad they didn't do that to us. They should send Reynaldo Lopez a gift basket. He got them, got them hitting again. 1-0 the count out of Hosmer as the first pitch misses. Now he swings and misses at a changeup. Count is even at 1. Hosmer's hitting 270. The lefty stands in with runners at first and third. Both have good speed. Inside changeup misses two and one. The Rangers continue to win. They've gone final at home against Toronto. Eight to five winners. As we get to see the finals a lot because we're on the West Coast. Ripped out for a base hit in the right field. That's going to score Fam. Tatis will hold as Garcia gets a good throw in. So single walk. Single, both singles in the right field in front of Garcia. And the Padres have a run. And they've cut the lead in half, 2-1. to one. There's still no outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. Manny Machado comes to the plate. And a high four-seam fastball misses, 1-0. Machado sitting on a 3.17 average. 30 RBI and eight home runs. Sent one 
deep. The first time up on a fly out to Robert. Now a four-seam fastball gets across for a strike. It's hitting 310 with runners in scoring position. A fiery competitor. Lucas Giolito needs to find another level, I think, here as he throws an inside slider. Trying to get him to chase, he doesn't. Two and one. Giolito takes a moment off the mound, removes the hat. Now puts it back on his head. Leans back and waits for the sign. No outs, bomb at a fourth. Runners at first and second. Good speed at second. Machado fouls off a four-seam fastball against the backstop. Two and two. Tatis Jr. is going to score on a base hit. He's got speed. Big leadoff. Swing and a miss. Inside four-seam fastball ran in on the hands of Machado. Giolito has his fourth strikeout of the game. A big one there. Francisco Mejia. Batting lefty, the catcher, stands in with one out. And a four-seam fastball low in the zone goes for a called strike. Owen won the count. He grounded out in a second. I'd like to see another ground ball here, possibly turn two. Mejia is one of the many catchers that are young and have ability, all vying to be the catcher long-term here in San Diego. Owen to the count. Now he swings and misses. Nope, he got a piece of it. The slider bounces back. Thought he had him on strike three. Remains 0-2. Outside circle change misses. 1-2 now the count. Goes outside again with the four-seamer. 2-2. Two two. 22 pitches so far this inning for Giolito. 11 in the strike zone. 11 balls. Sent down to first. Grabbed by Abreu out of the air on a line drive. He was playing too far behind the bag to be able to get over and double off the runner. But he snags a line drive going down into right field. He gets it before it gets away. That would have at least scored one, maybe two. That rolls the right way in the corner. Two outs, Profar at the plate. The pitch. Fouls it back, 0-2. Giolito going right after Jurgensen here. Inside pitch tries to get him to chase on a slider, one and two. You don't have to get pro far when you got the pitcher coming up next, but you'd like to. Swing and a miss on a four-seam fastball, and Giolito, he had two on, no outs, and a run already in. And he powers back to get through that inning without letting any more damage occur after four. Sox lead two to one. For the second time in this game, Luis Robert will lean off an inning. In the eighth spot, he's 0-for-1 with a strikeout that he did not agree with. And I got to say, I agreed with Luis. Four-seam fastball down the middle for a strike taken. 0-1. You know, I, I never understand why the home plate umpire doesn't appeal it on close plays. Down the third baseline, it's a foul ball. Went foul just before it got to the bag. 0-2 to Robert as he backs away from an inside change. He mutters something while looking towards Paddock. He must have felt like he was getting brushed back. Now Paddock throws another one inside on him. So maybe he muttered it towards Paddock, or Paddock thinks he muttered it at him because he put it right back inside and brushed him back again. Roberts 0-for-1, like we said, out on a check swing. Mistakenly called a swing, and now he pops this one back into the netting. Count even at two. 
Haddock with pitch number 60 from him today. Throws a low four-seam fastball taken for a ball three and two, so Robert gets the count full for the second time today. The pitch on the way. Swung on and sent down the first baseline, hooking foul. He probably swung at ball four, but he's protecting the plate now. And it was close. Swings and misses at a changeup, diving away. I don't think he thought that ball was going to drop out as much as it did. Swung above it. Fifth strikeout for Paddock, the second one of Robert today. He also has a strikeout against Giolito, who now comes up to hit. So pitcher-on-pitcher pitcher action. The next inning will start off with pitcher-on-pitcher pitcher action as Paddock is scheduled to come up and bat in the bottom of the fifth. Giolito, as we said, 0-for-1 with a strikeout, is now 0-1 in the count as he takes a strike inside. Swings and misses at the next one, a four-seamer. Lucas isn't going down looking. He's swinging. I don't know if he's closing his eyes while he's doing it, but he's giving it his best effort. Few White Sox shirts in the crowd. Not a lot of them out here today. If this was on a weekend, I think this would have been a great road trip. Inside pitch misses, one and two. 65 pitches so far for Paddock, 42 of them strikes. The one-two pitch to Lucas. Swings and misses at a curveball. Bottom dropped out more than he thought it was. Good movement on Paddock's pitches. Chris Paddock leads the team with 57 strikeouts as he entered the day today. He has six so far in this game. Tim Anderson's one for two with a single and a run scored on the Leori Garcia home run. And with two outs on the top of the fifth, he comes up again. Swings at the first one, a four-seamer inside, and fouls it off down the line. His 55 hits are the most on the White Sox. And a low outside changeup misses, one and one the count. You can get all those stats and see everything going on with the team. Box scores after every one of these games at SoxOn35th.com, who partnered up with us to cover this season. Four-seamer down the middle, call the strike, one and two the count. And after every series, we send them all the team stats so you get more analysis after that as well. The 1-2 pitch to Anderson. Swung on and missed, and he sits down. We are midway through the fifth inning. Sox holding on to a 2-1 lead. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today. 312-896-2450 or email info at dp3tech.com. And midway through the DP3 Tech fifth inning, and you just heard about DP3 Tech right there, and I'm going to tell you something. I think it's very interesting. I, I've been saying it for a while now. The idea that technology can jump out there and you'll get new things that will come about because of a thing like this, because of a crisis, because of a change in society. 
DB3 Tech saw a problem. Everybody's going on all these, these other FaceTime things and everything like that to try to do their business. And they partner with Microsoft. They didn't do this before this whole pandemic. They came up with something new. One button. Get on with somebody. One button. Share something. As Paddock comes up and fouls off the first pitch from Giolito, who wants to return to favor and strike out Paddock now. A low four-seam fastball misses one and one the count. Paddock's hitting 067. He bunted over a base runner the first time up. Sends this one down the third base line. Mancata's going to scoop it and send it over. A long 5-3 put out, but he gets him. Panic hustled down the line. I hope he wore himself out a little bit. He's still huffing and puffing when he has to come up and pitch. Will Myers is 0-2 with a pop-out and a ground out. He comes up now with one out in the bottom of the fifth inning. Low inside four-seam fastball misses 1-0. and and The great thing about DP3 Tech, and then I, I, won't, I won't interrupt the game anymore to talk about it, is that's a strike. I also think it's really cool, the whole system, because you can call them up, tell them about your business, big or small, what you need. They can customize everything really easy, too. They can use your systems that you have inside of your company. So it's a no-brainer to give them a call. You just heard that information midway through the inning. Remember, you can always go back. It is a podcast. Two and two the count to Will Myers. Giolito into the line, and he tries to get him to chase a slider outside. He does not. Three and two. Lagares and his 173 batting average hitting in the two spot today sits on deck. So Giolito would like to get Myers and get to Lagares and try to get out of the inning. One, two, three. Inside pitch call the strike on a four seam fastball. The sixth strikeout for Giolito. Juan Lagares is 0 for 2 of the strikeout and a ground out as Giolito sits on 80 pitches now with two outs in the bottom of the fifth inning. He goes into the wind as Grandal sets up in the inside corner, and that's a ball inside and a four-seam fastball, 1-0. Next offering misses low, a four-seamer, 2-0 the count. Tommy Pham waits on deck, and he was nothing but trouble the last time he came up. Misses with a ball high, 3-0. So Giolito pinpoint the last few batters. Now having trouble. Hits the strike zone on an outside fastball. Got enough of the plate. Three and one the count. Swung on and missed a four-seamer up and in, and now the count is back to being full. 2-1, White Sox lead, two outs, bottom of the fifth inning. Giolito trying to go 1-2-3 in this inning. Swung on and sent out in the left field. Jimenez barely has to move to make the play. That's a fly out to left field. And we are through five, a low-scoring game in San Diego at Petco Park. Sox lead 2-1. Larry Garcia has a two-run home run in this game. He's hitting, he's hitting really well this year. Uh, 357 OBP on base percentage and a 496 slugging percentage to go along with Larry's batting average. He's currently... One for two. Batting average, I know, hovers right around 300 for him. Let me take a look here real quick as he puts this one over to first. It's bobbled by Hosmer now. Flipped over to Panic. A foot race to the bag, but he's out on the three-to-one put out. So I don't have to look up the average now because he's out. Abreu, 0 for two, steps in with one out here in the top of the sixth. Takes a curveball low below the knees, 1-0. Two Padres warming up in the bullpen. Craig Stammen and Matt Strom. Strom the lefty, Stam in the righty. Here in the top of the sixth. 
Paddock, sitting on 72 pitches, has only given up two runs so far. He's got one out here in the top of the sixth. Check swing on a changeup low that bounces away 2-0. Mankata on deck. Milwaukee beat the Cubs 7-5 today. It was a comeback victory as Hayter gets the win. Outside four, Seamer misses 3-0 now as Mankata stands on deck. Paddock into the wind. Check swing. He did not go. The fastball was too low. And Abreu goes down to first base. So he takes the walk with one out. And Yohan Mankata comes to the plate hitting 331 with six homers. Yohan has been steady in the middle of the order. Although he is 0 for 1 today with a walk in the second inning. He went 0 for 3 yesterday with a walk as well. Hopefully this isn't a trend. I want to see my yo-yo hot all the time. Swung on his sense into right field under the diving Hosmer. That's going to be a base hit, a single. Hosmer dove towards the second base side. He may have even made contact with the ball, but it gets through. Mankata pokes it through, and there's first and second with one out. And up comes Yasmani Grandal, who's two for two in this game, and maybe the hottest hitter on the team right now. And an outside four-seam fastball misses. 1-0 the count. Grandal's got the OPS up to 960 and is hitting 287. He's up about 50 points in the last 10 days. An outside changeup misses, 2-0. His average with runners in scoring position so far not very good, 214. Abreu's in scoring position over at second base. Moncada's over at first. Swung on and missed at a four-seam fastball in the zone but away. Count is 2-1, still a hitter's count for Grandal. The pitch. Sent over to third. A nice play. They're going to tag and throw to first. Double play as Abreu runs right into it. He had nowhere to go. The scoop, the tag, and the throw to first. And the inning is over. We're in the bottom of the sixth inning now, and Tommy Pham will head to the plate. 2-1 to one White Sox. Pham is one for two with a single and a run scored. He stole second and third on back-to-back -back pitches almost immediately after he made it to first base. So he's a threat to steal if he gets on. The Sox will have to pay attention to that, but the key is don't let him on as the righty Giolito delivers a four-seamer inside for a ball. Giolito on 87 pitches right now, trying to get through the sixth. Has the lead early in this game. Slide out to right field, can of corn for Leary, and Garcia puts it away. One out in the bottom of the sixth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. now comes up, the four hitter in the lineup. He's 0 for 1 with a walk in the fourth. Giolito has been able to keep him off balance so far in this game. Into the wind in the pitch. A high four-seamer misses, 1-0 the count. Misses again high in a four-seamer. 2-0, both of them in the same spot, right at the letters, but he's not getting the call. Herrera and Fry getting loose in the bullpen just now. This one's popped up in the center field, but it's drifting back. A long fly ball, but Roberts underneath it before it gets to the track. That is a cavernous outfield. Roberts does a good job patrolling it. Even with the difficult at-bats that Roberts having, it's a big deal to have such an athletic, fast, Good defender in center field in this ballpark. As Eric Hosmer, the lefty, takes an outside fastball for ball one. 
with two outs here in the bottom of the sixth inning. The 1-0 pitch. Outside slider, ball 2, 2-0. Next offering is fouled off a four-seam fastball, 2-1 the count. San Francisco's added another run. They have 18 now in Colorado. Check swing, did he go? They're going to say no. I've seen check swings that were uh, less blatant than that one. Go for strikes. Three and one the count. Pitch to Hosmer outside. He walked him. So Eric Hosmer is going to get the two-out walk. And unfortunately, that's going to mean Manny Machado's coming to the plate. Giolito sitting on 96 pitches. And Don Cooper wants to go out and talk to his pitcher real quick. And make sure they know what they want to do with Machado. Big meeting on the mound. Everybody's standing there. I see Abreu, Mendick. Whole infield's in there. Anderson standing there. The only guy that didn't go in there was Mancata. He's, he's standing on third. He's like, was I supposed to go in there? Obviously, he doesn't feel like he needed to. T.A. will tell him what's going on. They're all back, and the first pitch from Giolito's a strike, a slider at the knees. Machado leads all teammates on the Padres with 44 hits so far in the season. He's 0-2 so far in this game. Giolito has done well against him, although he gave one a ride to the wall earlier. The 0-1 pitch. A strike high in the zone now on a four-seamer. Machado hasn't swung yet. Giolito's given him two different pitches in different parts of the plate, taken for strikes. The next offering, high and outside, he did not chase. One and two after that four-seam fastball. Outside, four-seamer misses again, two and two. That one looked like he was trying to give him the reach. So Giolito threw two in the strike zone that Machado took, and now he's trying to nibble away. Count is even, though. He's going to have to go back in there at some point. I don't think Manny's going to chase anything. Hosmer, not a lot of speed these days on first base. Pops back a 12-6 curve. Just got a piece of it with his bat. And the inner portion of the plate, in on the hands. Comes back with the curveball, ground ball, scooped up by Mendick. Flipped over to Anderson for the force out at second base. And Giolito goes six innings, giving up only one run here in San Diego. And we go to the top of the seventh, leading two to one. Craig Stammen will come in for the San Diego Padres. His 17th appearance, he's got 16 in the third inning so far. He's 1-0 with a 1.65 earned run average, 15 strikeouts and nine walks. And Aloy Jimenez is like, thank you, because I had a rough time against your starter. Panic. He's 0 for 2 with a strikeout so far today. As we start off the seventh inning, holding a one-run lead in a low-scoring ball game, and a knuckle curve is unveiled right away, low in the zone, for a ball 1-0. In the seventh inning, the Angels at home beating up on the Nationals 12-4. A lot of high-scoring games going on, but this is a low-scoring contest, a pitcher's duel. Now being turned over to the bullpens, because I would assume Giolito and right around 100 pitches is probably done. Ground ball the third, scooped up and sent over. Machado fielded that nicely, and Jimenez is retired for the third time today with Danny Mendick coming up. Mendick is 0 for 2, and there's one out here in the top of the seventh, and that one is a low outside sinker that misses. 1-0 the count. Herrera and Bummer are now throwing in the bullpen. Steve Ciszek... Did a lot of work yesterday for this team. And in that series, 
and it was suggested that they will likely not have him available today. Everybody else in the bullpen, with uh, the exception of Fulmer as well, I believe, are available. Fulmer was iffy. Bummer and Herrera, meanwhile, are good to go. And they warm up right now. Two and one the count to Danny Mendick with one out. Stam and the reliever, a righty, stands in and delivers. Low sinker misses three and one with Luis Robert on deck. Then after that, it's the pitcher spot. Outside sinker catches the zone three and two. If the Sox get one on, you'll see a pinch hitter in that spot. I guarantee it. Swung on and sent over to third, sucked up by Machado in front of Tatis. He pulls Hosmer off the bag, who falls down and then sticks his foot back and taps the bag while he lays on the ground. And Mendick is out. Two outs down on the top of the seventh, and Luis Robert, who's 0 for 2, stands in. And the first pitch is on the way. Outside sinker, ball 1, 1-0. Looking at the White Sox bench and who may come out and hit today, Adam Engel, James McCann, Nick Madrigal. All those guys would be available. Nomar Mazara, probably not. I believe this was a regular day of rest for him. One and one the count, but anything's possible when you're talking pitch hitting. Swing and a miss on a sinker from Robert. One and two the count. Two outs, top of the seventh inning. White Sox holding on to a one-run lead. Robert lays off a slider at the knees that was borderline. It goes his way. Two and two the count is even. Chop foul down the third baseline into the camera well. Count remains even at two. Now Robert rips one down the third baseline, hooking foul into the crowd. Two and two the count. Luis is 0 for 2 and takes an inside sinker for a ball. Count is full. So Robert has brought the count full in all three of his at-bats, but was unsuccessful the first two times up, striking out both times. Fouls back a slider, 3-2, and the count remains. Next pitch on the ground, scooped up at second, over to first, 4-3 put out. They're going to sing a song here, midway through to seventh, 2-1 Chicago. Kelvin Herrera comes into the game. He's 0-2, 15 appearances, 18 innings pitched. He's got a whip of 1.44 and an ERA of 5.50. Throws an outside two-seamer for a strike, 0-1. Francisco Mejia, the catcher, batting lefty, stands in there. It'll be the 7, the 8, and the 9 hitter, which will likely be a pinch hitter for Stammen, the pitcher. Brown ball down the first baseline, foul, 0-2 quickly. Herrera in the bullpen trying to protect a one-run lead after Giolito goes six, pitches close to 100 pitches, and gives up only one run. He had a very nice game. It's a good sign against a good team to have a game like that as this one's fouled off. Count is one and two. In the middle there somewhere, there was a ball. Tips it back into the glove for strike three. On the foul tip back into the glove of Yasmani Grandal. Shows the glove. So one out, bottom of the seventh inning. Profar comes to the plate now. Jerickson is 1-0 quickly. He does much better against left-handed pitchers than righties. One of the reasons probably Herrera's out there right now, although he is 2-0. 
And we'll see who they bring out for the third guy that Herrera will have to face. Fouls off a four-seamer, two and one the count. Next offering is a high two-seam fastball, three and one. Hitters count for Profar. He fouls back a four-seamer that was high and probably out of the zone, does us a favor. Three and two the count. The payoff pitch. Swung on and missed on a changeup, diving away. Herrera gets the first two. And he's doing his job out of the pen here in the seventh inning. Josh Naylor hitting 282. The lefty's going to come in, and he's going to pinch it in the ninth spot. He's got one home run and four RBIs. He's got an OPS of 735. First pitch outside, 1-0 the count. Two outs here in the bottom of the seventh. Nobody on. Herrera down the middle with a changeup taken, 1-1. One one. Will Meyer stands on deck. The next offering, outside, misses the corner, 2-1 now the count. Two-seam fastball came in at 95 miles an hour, but Naylor refused to go after it. Herrera checks the sign from Grandal. The pitch, low and outside on a changeup, going for the corner there, now 3-1. Jace Fry warms out in the bullpen, in case the White Sox need a lefty option here to get out of the inning. Swung on and chapped up the middle, a nice play by Danny Mendick cutting across second base. He throws off balance. A nice put out to end the seventh inning. Edwin Encarnacion will grab a bat and come up. He will lead off the inning, batting in the ninth spot. Luis Perdamo is the new pitcher for the San Diego Padres. He stands in, and the righty delivers one to Encarnacion, who's hitting 256, swinging strike inside corner on a two-seam fastball. Owen won the count quickly. Next pitch catches at the knees. Taken, but it's 0-2 quickly to Encarnacion. Swung on and fouled back. Count remains 0-2. The 0-2 pitch. Fouls back a two-seam fastball. Encarnacion's job is to get on base. Then you'd wonder if there'd be a pitch runner for him. Kind of create a player. Guy that can hit really well and then put a guy on who's got speed. The 0-2 pitch on the way. Got him looking. Two-seamer up and in, caught the zone. Encarnacion is frustrated and goes and sits down. It isn't the easiest thing in the world to come in as a pinch hitter knowing you're getting one at bat. He strikes out there looking for the first out of the inning. Tim Anderson's up now. And he puts this one over to short. Tatis' counterpart scoops it. Makes a nice play getting Anderson by a couple of steps. One pitch, one out for T.A. And already there's two outs here in the top of the eighth inning. As Larry Garcia comes to the plate, and he's the reason the White Sox have two runs and this lead, as he hit a home run into the first row, right down the line, out in right field. Those are the only runs that the White Sox scored. The Padres came back and got a run, but that's been it so far. 17,083 at this game tonight. As Drew Pomeranz and Matt Strom, both of them lefties, warm up. In the Padres' bullpen, in the White Sox' bullpen, Aaron Bummer and Alex Colome are both warming up at the same time. One of them will be coming in for the bottom of the eighth inning. The other one likely closing the game. Renteria has been doing this lately, putting them both out there, especially in these National League parks, so that they can't prepare for who's coming in next inning. 3-0 count to Garcia as Abreu stands on deck. Strike down the middle, get me over fastball, three and one. Now it's rocking it over to second, scooped up on a nice play. 
and sent over to first. Four to three on the putout. The White Sox go down one, two, three. Here in the top of the eighth, we go to the bottom of the eighth, still protecting a two to one lead. And the White Sox are going to bring out Alex Colome here in the eighth inning. So instead of saving him for the ninth, they're going to bring him out in the eighth. Looking at the matchup at the top of this order, the righty is better served going now. The lefty and Bummer would have statistically a better chance in the ninth. So Renteria switching things up a little bit, playing the percentages, and Myers stands in 0 for 3, the leadoff hitter for the Padres tonight. And the first pitch is sent foul down the third base line. Bummer continues to warm just in case as the Sox want this game. And why not? You're leading. And this is a big series. Two young teams, both at the end of their rebuilds, moving into that next phase. Both of them have something to prove. And they're going to be compared to each other a lot, I think, over the next couple of years. Because I think they're both rising quickly. Inside four, Seamer misses. One and two the count. It would be exciting if baseball came back. Today's the day that the MLB and MLBPA in the real world started negotiating for reopening the season. The rumor is the proposal MLB is going to give the Players Association is an 80-game season, seven teams from each division making the postseason, or from each league. So a total of 14 teams would make the postseason. Spring training would start mid-June. As a few are fouled off, and now a swing and a miss at a changeup outside. And Myers goes down, struck out. One out here in the bottom of the eighth inning on a nasty pitch from Colome. And Juan Lagares is 0 for 3. And takes an inside cut fastball for a strike. Here's the only reason why I worry, and I'm not going to get excited until I know for sure that we're going back and playing real baseball. And I'll tell you why. There's a collective bargaining agreement come up, and these players have some power for the first time in a long time. Inside cut fastball 0-2. And they've made it very clear that they don't intend to take a pay cut even if there are no fans in the stands, and Major League Baseball wants them to. So it'll be an interesting back and forth. And I will never believe that these two sides can get together to do anything, as they always are fighting with each other until it actually happens and it's signed. One-two pitches fouled off. Lagares trying to hang in against Colome. Who works quickly and throws a changeup outside. Does not chase it. Two and two. The next pitch on the way. In the dirt misses. Three and two the count with Fam on deck. He of the 293 average. Colome. Next pitch. Swung on and missed a cut fastball. Diving away. He just kept working him away, away, away. He never came back into the strike zone. Lagares just didn't believe he would throw another one outside. And he reaches, and it's too far away from him. So that's a veteran closer in eighth inning spot. Sitting down a guy. Tommy Pham is one for three. Stands in with two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And a four-seam fastball just misses at the letters. One and oh. Pham is a 9-18 OPS. For years, he struggled... And then his career took off in his late 20s. And the reason has come out, it was because he couldn't see. Specialized contacts were created for his sight problem. And now, he's a good ball player. And it's two and two, the count. 
Two and two the count, two outs, bottom of the eighth. The pitch fouls it off down the first base line. Palome looks in and strikes him out. One, two, three. Alex Colome comes in and sits him down. We go to the top of the ninth, still leading two to one. And hopefully, Jose Abreu and the gang, the three, the four, and the five hitters coming up here, can get an insurance run for the White Sox. Perdomo throws it inside to Seamer. He stays in the game, the relief pitcher. 0-1 the count to Abreu. Charged over to second base. Two hoppers scooped up and sent over to first, and Abreu's retired. Yohan Mankata comes up. He is one for two in this game with a walk. He sends this one up against the screen down the third base line. 0-1 the count, the pitch. Lifted out into center field, tailing back is the center fielder to the wall, and it's off the wall. Mankata still running. He comes around. He's on his way into third. He's got a triple. It's so deep in center field. Mankata puts this one all the way back in dead center field. It is going to hit the top of the wall right at the 396 mark. Couldn't make a play out there. The center fielder for the Padres. Mankata gets a triple. And with one out, Grandal's job is to get him in. He's two for three with two singles. He's been red hot, white hot, I would say, over his last few series. He's 0-1, though, in the count. Mankata just missed his seventh home run. If you can get him in, you got to be happy. 1-1 the count. Rondal's first two hits, nobody was on. With two men on last time, he was unable to come through. Count is now 2-1 with Mankata on third. Outside, two-seam fastball misses. 3-1 the count with Jimenez waiting patiently on deck. They pitch him away. He checks up. It's going to be ball four, so they... Seemingly avoid Grandal, who's been swinging a hot stick. Jimenez has struggled today, 0 for 3. A slow base runner on first. The pitch to Jimenez. Check swing on a two-seam fastball. 0-1 the count as it catches the inside corner. Now he swings and misses badly at a slider diving away, and he's 0-2. Aloy has been struggling over the last couple of days. The pitch on the way. Sent out into right field. That's a base hit. Mancada's going to score. Grandal's in the second. Jimenez stands at first. Pumps his fist. He got that right over the second baseman's outstretched glove as he jumps straight up. Just clears. Going in the right field. So the White Sox are going to make a move now. Trying to get another run. Nick Mandrigal's run out. And he will take over at second base for Yasmani Grandal, who now leaves the game. And James McCann will come in to hit for Danny Mendick. So Mandrigal will go over to second to finish this game, and McCann will be behind the plate instead of Mendick and Grandal. So the Sox trying to get another run, put some speed on here with one out at the top of the ninth. First pitch fouled off down the third base line. Next one is a pop straight up the short. Tatis underneath it. He will make the catch. And McCann comes in to pitch it, and it doesn't work out for him. And now here's Luis Robert, who's 0 for 3, with a ground out in the seventh inning. And he stands in, ready to hit. Still has some speed on second. Outside slider, misses 1-0. and 0. 
Sometimes you come up with a plan and you're like, well, maybe this will work out. We'll get another run. It could still happen, but it won't be McCann who came in to pinch hit. Outside slider misses again, 2-0. Two outs, top of the ninth. Sox got an insurance run just now. Earlier in this inning, as Roberts swings over a two-seam fastball, 2-1. Two Roberts 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. And they're trying to get one more run in as Madrigal leads off a second. This one sent out in the left center field gap. Trailing back towards the wall, and then it's off the wall. Madrigal will score. Here comes Jimenez. He's at the plate and safe front of the tag. The White Sox put two more runs on the board and lead this one 5-1. Here in the top of the ninth, they break the game open against the Padres. It was 2-1 the whole way until the top of the ninth inning. Two balls right off the wall in this inning. Matt Strom is going to come in for his 16th appearance. He's 0-3, 13 and two-thirds innings with a 9.22 earned run average. Righty's hitting 344 against him. Lefty's hitting 437. Meanwhile, Adam Engel grabs a bat and will head up there to hit in the ninth spot for the pitcher. I think the White Sox will still have Bummer come out and pitch the ninth as he's warm and ready to go. Adam Engel's hitting 370 in limited appearance. He doesn't qualify when you're talking about who's at the top of the charts for a batting average. As he's been in a substitution slash platoon role all year long, mainly with Nomar Mazzara. Lifts this one in the shallow right field. When it comes down, it'll be the third out of the inning, but not before the White Sox put a three spot on the board here in the top of the ninth inning and extend their lead to four. We go to the bottom of the ninth, up five to one in San Diego. Aaron Bummer comes into the game, 18 games under his belt, 20 and two-thirds innings. He's got an ERA of 1.31, 32 strikeouts to four walks. Righty's hitting 108 against him. Lefty's hitting 200. So Bummer comes in. Fernando Tatis Jr. will lead it off for the Padres. Mandrigal's over at second, as we said. McCann's behind the plate. Fernando Tatis Jr. is 0-1 as he swings at this one, 0-2 quickly, as Aaron Bummer going to work. With a four-run lead, I don't know if Bummer would have come in, but at this point he was warmed, and that was the plan. Sox got some runs real quick at the back end of that inning with two outs. And the sinkers fouled off 0-2. And when you think about the troubles the White Sox had yesterday in San Francisco with men all over the bases getting that big hit, it was refreshing to see them turn that around as a cut fastball swung on and missed. High and outside of the zone, Bummer sits down to Tatis quickly and has the first out. Eric Hosmer will come up the lefty. And this is why it was set up this way. Having Colome go in the eighth and then Bummer here in the ninth. Really screws with the lineup of the Padres. They didn't want it to line up that way. They wanted it to be the other way. In the other direction, maybe they get a few runs. Or at least have a better chance statistically. Hosmer's dirty. He's been sliding all over the place today. And he's one and one. Ball and a strike. One out, bomb in the ninth. Bummer throws it high and outside in a cut fastball, 87 miles an hour, 2-1. Two and one. Swing and a miss at a cut fastball, tailing away, 2-2. Two and two. It's a final now in Arizona as the Mets end up winning on the road, 2-1. to one. Also final in Colorado as San Francisco defeats the Rockies, 18-3. We saw Yastrzemski this past weekend. He had two home runs in that game. Outside slider misses. The count is full. 
Manny Machado waits on deck. As the Sox lead this game 5-1, and Bummer stands on the mound with one out and a full count to Hosmer. The pitch. He misses outside, and Hosmer lays off it. He goes down to first base. And Aaron Bummer is allowed a base runner. He doesn't do that very often. Now here comes Manny Machado hitting 312. 546 slugging percentage. He's 0 for 3 on the day today. He actually hits lefties pretty well. Aaron Bummer's no average lefty, though, as he pours a sinker in for a strike on the outside corner. 0-1 the count. Cleveland and Minnesota won today. Sox trying to win and keep pace in a crowded top of the AL Central. Check swing. They're going to say he didn't go around. 1-1 the count on a high fastball. Hosmer with a lead. Bummer checks him and then goes to the plate. Swung on and missed a cut fastball low at the knees, one and two. McCann puts the sign down. The pitch on the way. Ripped up the middle. Mandrigal makes a great play. Steps on the bag and over to first, and that's a double play, and the game is over. The ball almost kills Aaron Bummer. It's hit right at him. Mandrigal cuts across and grabs that ball just before it gets through. Timmy Anderson's over there hugging him. What an amazing play to finish the game. I don't think Danny Mendick makes that play. The defensive substitution comes through. He really was a pinch hit, and he scored a run, and then he comes in defensively, makes an amazing play, catches that ball with incredible range over the top of second base, steps on the bag a moment after it hits his glove, and then throws across his body, still on the move towards short, over to first to get Machado. I thought that was a single, and it was going to be first and third. Instead, Nick Madrigal shows some magic out there. And the Sox win this first game in San Diego, the three-game series. Five to one. Five runs on eight hits, no errors. The Padres had one run on two hits, Lucas Giolito. Six innings pitch, two hits, four walks, six strikeouts, one earned run. And then nobody got a hit after that in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. Behind Herrera... Colome and Bummer. Larry Garcia's one for four today with his two-run home run. That was a big deal. It was the reason we led all game. Yohan Mancada goes two for three with a triple and a run scored. Luis Robert goes one for four. A big double that brought in two and put this game really out of reach. He had been struggling all day and has had a very rough week. And that was a big hit for that young man and he needs to enjoy that and think about that good feeling and the approach that he took to the plate. Grandal goes two for three as he continues to hit well, and he also had a walk. The White Sox take the win. Lucas Giolito gets it. Chris Paddock takes the loss. And the Padres will think about tomorrow. Game two from San Diego. We will see you there. Remember, this broadcast and all of our broadcasts are brought to you proudly by our sponsor, Cork and Carry at the Park. Use Grubhub or go direct to corkandcarryatthepark.com and support a Southside tradition that is cork and carry later on this week not only will my partner dave be joining me for a game or two but james fox the white Sox beat reporter who normally has a lot of big scoops is going to get on and talk a little bit about what's going on not only with the upcoming draft this year in major league baseball which i can tell by his twitter account he hates uh but also what's going on with the negotiations between mlb and mlbpa so we're going to have him on special during our 2020 simulated season all this week on Socks in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans. 
that you can find everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.